This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. Hey there, Epic Investor. It's Matt Terrio from Epic Real Estate, where we show people how to invest in real estate with an emphasis on retiring early. You just got to do one thing one time that's shifting your focus from creating mountains of cash to creating streams of cash. Do that one time, back it up with action, and you can exit this rat race in about 10 times faster than how most people are going about it. This is the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. If this is your first time here, really glad that you found us. Make yourself at home. And if you like what you hear, make sure you hit the subscribe button before you go. If this is not your first time here, welcome back. And uh, thank you for sharing this with your friends and family. Just passed our, our 10-year anniversary. Just had our 1,000th episode. You are the absolute best for doing what you do because we would not be here unless you did do that. So thank you. Very grateful. Uh, got a great guest joining us today. One that I've been looking forward to for a little while. Truly another brother from another mother, um, <laughs> longtime friend, just like uh, siblings, just like best friends, uh, they get in spats and they go their different directions, but just like siblings and best friends, they eventually mend fences and come back together and connect. And this person is one of those people for me. And I'm just really grateful that uh, we're back in communication and everything is friendly and it's water under the bridge, bygones be bygones. I don't even care about anything other than the future. And so uh, what's really funny about this person is that I frequently hear from you saying stuff like, uh, hey, you sound just like this guy. You sound like just like that guy over there. And I was like, well, that, that would make sense that we would sound similar. I'm sure that we say a lot of similar things when you start at the same time, in the same place, pulling from the same resources and the same mentors that probably has a tendency to happen. So I asked him to be on the show today to uh, let you know that we're actually two different people. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it just, I don't know, just welcome him back. And I wanted to introduce him to you if you are new to this show within the last seven or eight years, because it's been that long. So please help me welcome to the show, host of Cashflow Diary, Mr. Jay Massey. Jay, welcome back to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Oh man, I am, I'm so glad we're two different people. I yes. Mean, no, hey, <laughs> this is proof. You can hear two different voices simultaneously on the same show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. And, and what's so funny is that I, I hear the same thing that people ask me all the time. Hey, do you know that? Well, they often say Matt Terry Alt or Terry O or they, they, they never get the last name right. And I'm like, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. Nobody ever does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So it, it's just funny how, how that is true. But cash flow still works regardless of how long ago you started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I know your history and you, know, you can go back to, I don't know, episode 50 or something like that. And uh, you mm. can hear Jay's story back then a long time ago. We just passed our 1,000th episode on Sunday. So that was awesome, man. And, I'm only at 600, so you, you rock. <laughs> Yeah, we, we shifted to daily about two years ago, and then so daily? That, that, that racks them up pretty quickly. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yep. 
that's a whole different story. Totally. And uh, not too many guests, not too many interviews. We have, this month has been a little bit different because we've been bringing everybody on to talk about the, the shifting market, how it's changing their business and whether they see it for the future and what are they doing oh, about it. Okay. Got it. Got it. So I'm sure we'll touch on that subject here at some point, but uh, bring me up to speed. What does business look like today for Mr. Jay Massey? So again, it, I don't know that it's changed much. The focus is the same. We're still all after cash flow. And what the only thing that's changed is really how we go about attacking it. Uh, because when you start anything, you want to get better at it, and that's really been the entire focus: is how can I maximize uh, not just revenue but net profit with each and every activity that I do, and then also do it once, make a system out of it. And then have someone else ultimately do it <laughs> and, and then get them to be more and more efficient. We started, uh, as many people know, or as you know, we had the apartments and the cell phone towers and all that stuff. And through that, learning the economics of long-term real estate don't always allow for income today. It's really great for wealth tomorrow, but if you want both, right now. You want to be building wealth and income. What I started looking for, uh, man, this was for a long time. I was trying to find some laundromats. I was trying to do some, uh, you know, uh, El Pollo Locos, a number of, we even went down the Jiffy Lube route. Now, you know me, me with a Jiffy Lube. (laughs) Does that even make sense to you at all? But that is a dangerous thought, (laughs) (laughs) right? You're like, hold on. Who No, I'm not taking my car there. You wouldn't. You, you shouldn't. But when you look at those numbers, it was like, well, can't ignore that. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it, I went down the casino route, went down looking for we, we went over to hotels and that actually planted a, a deep seed for what we're doing now. But I, I was just looking for a way to generate more active income because the, it was like, man, what do I, I don't want to just build wealth for tomorrow. I want to generate wealth and active income now. And then I was really frustrated by not being able to generate jobs locally. I was frustrated because I would see people that I knew that I wanted to help, but couldn't help because everything else was back East in, in, in uh, Memphis and Michigan and, and Georgia and just not near here in California. And I just felt like I, I, my hands were tied and I couldn't figure out a way to do something. And it was just really, it was frustrating for a while (laughs) to say the least, to say the least. And as you know, uh, the numbers in California still, they don't make sense. Uh, And I guess ultimately I ended up stumbling upon a way that made the numbers make sense because of one, one of our students we were training brought the idea to me and I just did what I always do. I was fully prepared to say, nope, this opportunity is horrible. But I was like, you know what, let me, let me look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the numbers and it just tweaked my brain for a second. Like, wait a minute, what do you, I mean, you may have found something here. And I don't think you understand what you have. And that's what we've then developed into this short-term rental world today is um, mm-hmm. being able to have the same numbers, same cash flow numbers that you would get with the lower uh, less expensive property, but higher quality real estate. I call it the poor man's McDonald's strategy, <laughs> for lack of a better way of putting it. And it and it works out very well. Very good. So short-term rentals is pretty much, that's your focus today, right? That's that is it. how we are driving cash flow. And, and from what we've experienced is it's been the thing that has helped 
more people transition into long-term real estate. So let's not, I mean, I didn't go crazy. I still like holding real estate, let's be clear. And what I was looking for was an easier way to help more people transition into it so that they could start with whatever they've got and then learn along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what we call our three-phase system when it comes to short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. Right. So when uh, most people are choosing the wholesaling route to create mm-hmm. their active income, mm-hmm. uh, you chose the short-term rentals active income. Correct. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. 100%. Right. 100%. Super. It, it works out better. I think it works out better. But yeah, right. and I get excited about it. It's, it's also fun. It's also fun. More, it's probably the most fun I've had with any sort of real estate strategy. Okay. We're going to talk about that in a second. Because um, I've got some questions about the fun part. Bring it. Bring, well, <laughs> okay. No problem. Uh, that some, okay. So that's fun. And it's also fun with quotation marks. It's both. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> it's all of just, gosh, entrepreneurship is fun with air quotes. <laughs> exactly. 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 Right. Okay. So. Yeah. I, let's talk about the current events of the time. How is this uh, impacting short-term rentals? So it, well, here's the thing. It ha- is there an impact? Yes, but it's not what most people have considered. Most people, when I say the word short-term rentals, they respond with, oh, you mean like Airbnb? And I'm like, okay, cool. I hear where you're coming from. Airbnb is a marketplace. And that's the first thing to understand. So the short-term rentals aren't going that kind anywhere. of like Kleenex and tissue. Exactly. 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 And only worse because at least you like Kleenex. Not everybody likes Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> so, those are two different things, you know? So the, the, the challenge is when, once you elevate to that next level of thinking and you realize that short-term rentals specifically have been inside the United States since the civil war time, they're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. What did change? There have been changes. There are some procedural changes that we have made, especially around cleaning and whatnot. Uh, and, but the major issue that happened is what was developed instantly, almost overnight, was you had an instant marketing problem. That's what happened. And if you can learn or when you learn or as you learn to solve that marketing problem, the rest of the challenge, quote unquote, tends to go away. All right. Uh, how so? <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I'm like, how, how long are we talking? So I just, because well, here's my, here's my reference point is I've got yeah. a couple clients that have, that have properties that they've turned into okay. Air, Airbnb, I mean, short term yeah, yeah, rentals. Yeah, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> what people are used to saying. It's all good. Right. So they've turned it into short term rentals. Yeah. And one particular comes to mind that she's in uh, Denver and uh, she had, oh, had okay. it booked for a couple weeks. Yep. And actually got stopped at the border. Her, her guests got stopped at the border and turned away. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, wow, is that happening everywhere? Or was that a unique situation? Oh, yeah. No, that was not unique at all. Um, okay. In fact, over a three day period in March. Um, so basically, I think I want to say that it was like the 12th through the 15th. It was absolute insanity. Um, That's where, probably right about when it was when she told the story. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that would <laughs> I would not be surprised at all. It, right around then, and there, there was it's a threefold problem. One, we had a single. Well, depending on your customer, your marketing mix, you may have had a single point of failure. Just there, you were solely dependent upon this platform known as Airbnb to deliver your customer. That's number one. Number two, 
is the platform unilaterally decided, hey, we'll cancel all, uh, or, or sorry, not cancel, we will allow every one of your coming reservations to ignore the cancellation policy that you put there for your business's protection. So they unilaterally decided, nah, we're not going to do that. We're just going to give them all of their money. Those two things in and of themselves would be bad, but the dagger was when new inbound travel was restricted. Mm-hmm. That's when things fell apart. Um, being in California, our primary business, uh, our primary customer is first of all business, and second, from Asia. So they were the first country to be you know travel to the US, and then the UK. Um, and when the UK and Europe went down, I was like, okay, now I've got a problem and we've got to figure this out. And then they gave everybody, they said, Hey, you can cancel for free. And that's what happened. And in about 72 hours, I watched easily 117 reservations, probably, I don't know, (laughs) more than a hundred grand of revenue for the month just disappear. And I'm like, wow, I'm just not going to look at this right now. I'm going to wait because <laughs> it was just too, it was, I can't even begin to tell you. It, it was the craziest, the shortest time. Like I just, I just started telling people, don't look at your email. We're going to figure this out. Breathe. Go get a Starbucks or something. <laughs> oh, but Starbucks is closed. <laughs> yes, well, well, yes. And then, then Starbucks, it's like, oh, great. What are we going to do? Um, but then you go back to basics, right? And we started uh, analyzing the, the five areas you analyze in business and, and you just begin to, and that's what I've been doing is taking individuals through. There's a, there's a very clear process that you can take any business through when it's experiencing a crisis to figure out what changes do I need to make? You just have to analyze five key areas, three different stages, and then you make changes as you go forward. And that's what we've been doing but the biggest of the area is what is called value proposition. It's how, or sorry, value demonstration. How do you demonstrate the value of your product? Has that changed? And that's what changed. That is the biggest area of change because how we did it before isn't how we do it now because it, here's a quick example. Um, for the, for the lady in, in Denver, for example, um, if, her value proposition was anywhere around skiing and the resort, guess what? That doesn't matter anymore. So you've got to now, so there's no need to put in your title or description that you are close to XYZ resort because the resort's closed. No one's coming for that reason. But you know what is valuable? How close are you to that hospital that my, my relative might be at? How close are you to a, and here's a, here's a unique strategy specifically, again, for those with houses or in marketplaces like Denver. One of the places that many people, especially if you have a larger property or finding success because of COVID-19 and everything that's going on, the um, assisted living facilities or places where elder care is happening are experiencing and you know massive outbreak now many of you you love your grandparents you don't want them you know mom dad no you don't want them in that environment at that moment but you can't bring them home right now but what you can do is use a short-term rental and then have the caregiver meet them there which takes them away from all the other people who are also in that same situation and gives them true isolation right true 
you know, uh, distancing, if you will, so that they can be in, a, in the safest environment you could possibly provide. Now, you still can go visit them, but at least they're not around someone else who could potentially be infected or around that many more um, essential workers and nurses, etc. So we've had a number of people begin to market their property that way. And people are, you know, so that those become two, three, four month uh, uh, reservations, which can take a lot of the stress off. Mm -hmm. so That's what you call a, uh, a pivot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a massive, it's, it's, it's a pivot. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Figuring out the five areas of where to pivot and then what to do about it mm -hmm. so that you can market differently. And that's basically the process right. so many businesses are going through. So you had said um, the Airbnb is just one marketing platform and you've made this modification to how you, how you market when this whole thing went down. Right. And yeah. so what are, how would you get that type of message out that, uh, you know, stay next to your, your relative at the hospital or check them in here so we can take care of them here. So it, depending on, again, the rest of the system that you have set up, one of the things that you have access to is you have access to every person who inquired or stayed with you in terms of their email and phone number. Mm -hmm. So, you know, putting together a, a marketing automation platform or text message system or developing a referral coupon. I mean, it, it's not rocket science. All you got to do is copy what, what Vegas would be doing if they were open. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you would know, you know, so, and that's it. So you've got all those names. You got all those numbers already. Um, give them a reason to send you a referral. Give them a reason to get you connected to individuals. We also then picked up the phone. I know it sounds crazy, right? What? Phone <laughs> to make a phone call. Mm -hmm. And uh, started calling hospitals. Also started calling uh, fire departments and police departments because the firemen and policemen, guess what? They don't want to go back home. The people who work at the hospital don't want to go back home because they don't want to bring their work home with them if you, get, if you catch my meaning. Mm -hmm. So they mm -hmm. need a place to quarantine too. So all of those have also become very good resources. Also, because of the demand. Nursing agencies abound, and there are so many uh, what they call travel nurses, etc., that are being shuffled around. And those individuals work on 13-week contracts, so you can take care of uh, a, a location for about 13 weeks, you know, if you will, which then gives you also so many more ways that require no platform. None of what I just said is a, a platform specific, uh, and even still, we still just change how we market on a platform and, and begin to, like I said, change the words. No one cares that we're near Disneyland right now. Like that is not an attraction. <laughs> but, so it's not, it's not that big of a deal. But what is an attraction is you got a whole bunch of individuals who still are employed, but they're employed at home and they were never intending A, to work from home. And then B, they're working from home with their kid things they never intended. So they're trying to figure out like they're fighting literally over the kitchen table. So now work with employers and say, Hey, if you've got a, you've got people who are used to working in an office, they still need to do the social distancing, et cetera. Here's a nice one bedroom. And by the way, we have highest Wi-Fi, and we've already got the desks because that was part of our business strategy to begin with mm -hmm. selling the same property to 
a different customer because the needs have changed mm-hmm. and how they use it changes. And it, it, it's just a lot of that, you know? And so it's, it's not as efficient marketing, but it's still effective. Um, but because it's not efficient, very few people are doing it, which also means there's profit in it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's definitely the capability of earning more than what you were before now. And whether you realize it or not, it is the, <laughs> it's actually, there are some parts of this thing that are easier now than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like, cool. Um, yeah. The more you're talking, the more I'm actually seeing that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like wait. gosh, I think a business might even be better for you right now based on what you just said. Yeah. And all those things are so obvious, right? Um, well, but yeah, they're, they're obvious. They're there. They're, they're not. Yeah, it doesn't take rocket science. I can't. No, no, exactly. I mean, it, it takes to, to separate yourself from what's going on and then think uh, critically, maybe is the word I'm looking for. Sure. Uh, I mean, a good little whiteboard session with a couple people, like all of those things would have been hashed out right away. You're laughing like that's what happened. <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. We're literally doing, right. uh, I've got in, 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 I have a whiteboard or it's actually black and I use neon, but, uh, and we literally list it out and we go, okay, what about this? Does this need to change? And if so, how? What about this? What about this? And we just literally go item by item, idea by mm-hmm. idea, all the way from top to bottom. And at the end of the day, what comes out on the other end is, oh, well, this is what we can all do. And it ends up being too many options. So now you just choose the ones that you want to do and you execute that. Nice. So where we sit right now with so much uncertainty as to where we're going to, uh, when we're going to pull out of this thing and, and what it's going to look like once we do, what sort of opportunities are you seeing in, say, in the next six months? Oh, man. Dude, it's just like when we started. You know this. Right. And I, I've committed this whole month to creative acquisitions. April is what we've called it. And uh, I've been just saying, you guys just don't know. And I'm so excited. I wish people weren't dying to cause this, but we only can control what we do. And if I was as smart and as experienced as I am now back then. Right. And I'm just trying to like convey that through the speakers. Like you just got to, right. you have to like just really it's just like yeah you've been given a second chance you've, you've heard it. I, I can't even vocalize how exciting <laughs> the marketplace looks because of mm-hmm. what we've already been through what we know and we know how to go out there identify the opportunities and execute i mean a quick example very short-term rental related is I, I am seeing and have seen multiple times now where operators, existing operators who didn't, maybe didn't have all of the foundation and infrastructure that they should have, are getting out. And to get out, what they're looking for is um, anywhere from two to $4,000 all in costs for all of their furniture, taking over the lease, everything. And I'm just like, oh my God, that mm-hmm. is insane. Because the value, the ability for you to ROI the, the, that startup cost, that's like three months maybe before you get 100% of your money back. And then everything else after that is, is just kind of gravy. It's just insanity. And that's, Mm -hmm. it is. And then for all of the people who are in the middle of a fix and flip and were on the way to escrow or about to be at escrow and now have a really big unit, that's a hundred percent vacant. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we can help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know, it's like we we can. There's opportunity mm-hmm. there. There's just there's too much opportunity as part of the problem. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, which ones am I going to focus right. on? If anything, what is your what is your preferred way to to reach out to people in that type of situation? My, my best, uh, my my absolute best preferred is the person who's in the middle of a rehab, multi unit building, hundred mm-hmm. percent vacant. Um, because I will just let them know if you'd like it to be a hundred percent occupied, I can help you. It's mm-hmm. just that simple because that's exactly what we would do. We would get them to a hundred percent occupancy within a matter of weeks, if not faster. Mm-hmm. And most landlords are very receptive to that message right now. In fact, one of the landlords that we work with, he, uh, disclosed to us that he has a 32 unit building. And when all this fell apart, um, because of his proximity to a particular uh, workforce, he 30 of his 32 uh, tenants told him, we can't pay rent. Mm-hmm. And when a landlord has that kind of a problem, and then you say, well, would it be okay if I become your tenant? <laughs> and you literally mean the entire, I mean, hey, let, let's, mm-hmm. that becomes an opportunity. This is a great opportunity to expand your footprint because it's about units of production and a rising tide does lift all boats. And the only question is how many boats are you going to have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, oh gosh. Okay. So we're sounding just alike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said it in different words, I was just saying the name of the game right now is control, right? Yeah. How much stuff can you get control of right now? Correct. Right. And uh, I mean, with, with minimal exposure and that's exactly, yeah. I guess so. Maybe we should tell them we didn't we didn't rehearse ahead of time. We're not. We did not. No. Cards. You say this and I say that. Yeah, you, we said the exact same words, but in, in very different words, but the exact same thing, right? Oh, that's so funny. That's awesome. So, what do you think are the the potential risks? What are the pitfalls for people uh, wanting to jump in and and take advantage of all this opportunity? Um, well, ignorance is always the risk. You know mm-hmm. what you don't know can and will hurt you. There's a lot to learn with. Because one of the reasons I like short-term rentals as the gateway uh, drug, if you will, to the rest of the real estate world, especially long-term, is because you are forced to learn some of the basic things that it takes to run real estate long-term. You're forced Mm -hmm. to learn a move-in and move-out inspections, and you get a lot more practice with them a lot more frequently. So you get really efficient, really good at them quick. You're forced to learn screening And that is huge. Being able to keep a place safe and secure and then knowing how to properly respond when something crazy happens is beyond critical and important, but it's a common fail point. Um, Then there's also still the hardest thing. It's always been the hardest thing, um, but pricing, understanding Mm-hmm. what to charge for three Tuesdays after the second Monday on the third moon four months from now. <laughs> it's not, it, it's the most difficult part. And it's even made more difficult now because of everything that's going on with uh, decreased international travel and being restricted basically to domestic and or regional travel. And un- just understanding that, like if your plan was centered around large events, your Coachellas, your you know amusement parks, your anything, NBA, mm-hmm. that's not happening. And that changes a lot. Yeah. That, that, no. can, that changes a lot <laughs> immediately. Right, right. 
Um, so any I don't one know. of them is the risk because you just don't know what you don't know about right, right, right now. I think ignorance was a, that was a, that was a really good answer. Um, it's true. Um, I didn't have anything prepared to discuss today. What should I be asking Jay that I'm forgetting to ask? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that 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 takes me back. Okay, what what's in? I mean, maybe we already we touched on it because we okay. kind of tend to do that once we start talking. Is like you answer all the questions that I was going to ask anyway. Um, what's in the future that you are uh, really excited about? So the well in the future is innovation. So when your back is against the wall or when humans in traditionally uh, are faced with a challenge, we are fundamentally tool creators. We create stuff to assist us with the challenge in front of us, right? So what does that look like? Um, and I've already seen evidence of this. There are going to be new marketplaces specifically for short-term rentals. They, they're already popping up who are specializing in certain marketing strategies. There's going to be an evolution of thought around how short-term rentals are actually beneficial to an economy, whereas before BC, before coronavirus, that's what I call it, BC, mm -hmm. <laughs> before coronavirus, it, it was not exactly popular in opinion, right? So, but, but hey, you, you can't hold that same opinion when we step in and keep grandma safe. You can't mm -hmm. hold that same opinion when we can step in and keep the, the first responders safe and we've housed the nurse that saved your life. I mean, mm -hmm. understand, they didn't have a place to go. M many of the hotels were like, uh, yeah, we're out, we're done. Yep. We'll, we'll wait until it all comes back and then we'll be here to serve you. So, you know, I hope that the, the public opinion will improve because it'll be realized exactly the role that we can play. And, and it's always been there, but now this has come to the table. Um, I, I also see that um, individuals will understand. I think they'll finally understand things that you and I have been saying for a long time. Uh, in fact, the other day I was in a, in a, um, was it a, a, a mastermind group and someone, cause we were doing introductions and someone like interrupted in the middle of the introduction for me and they go, you do cash flow? No one likes cash flow. How do you build a business around the idea of cash flow? That is not sexy at all. I'm like, mm. you're right. It's not. <laughs> Until it is. <laughs> Until it is, yeah. Which is right now. And people are, I think, are being woken up to yeah. piles of cash are great, except um, because we don't know how long this is, the best you can hope for with this big pile of cash right now is a war of attrition. And if you win, that's called a Pyrrhic victory, meaning you have committed so much of your own resources that you might as well have lost in the first place. Mm -hmm. So learning to build assets and control them, you have units of production out there, is going, I can't help but see that there's an entire generation of individuals who are learning right now how important it is. And what's even better about it is that because the entire world has been forced to figure out online, so much more efficiency will come to the marketplace along with the innovation that will encourage individuals uh, to not only seek out more information, uh, more ways of doing business, uh, but I, I have a feeling that we're going to be interconnected. Things like uh, your title insurance is going to happen faster because of technology. The speed with which money moves is going to be absolutely changed because 
at least from a lot of the world uh, uh, rules that I'm beginning to see, uh, they have contactless payments as a part of it, which also means what does that mean for cash? What does that mm-hmm. mean? The actual currency note. So there's going to be innovation there, uh, which ultimately affects real estate. With and uh, so I take all of that and I say this: I think we should be preparing mentally, emotionally, our systems for a a liquid market. We've always talked about real estate being an illiquid asset. Well, that's mostly because transferring title and the funds takes time, the a longer length of time than normal. Those two things, as those two things come to the table, because now that people have had to continue to transact business and figure out how to notarize long distance, now they've had to figure out to check records long distance, and they've had to figure out how to get money somewhere quickly, I can see, I see all three of those things converging to making it very simple for you and I and anyone for that matter, nationally, internationally, to be able to transact something as quote unquote complicated as real estate in an intraday easily. Mm -hmm. And the world has been forced to confront it, which is a good thing, I think. And ultimately it results in if you're still used to the market, real estate markets moving slow, I think it's time for you to get your systems in place to get prepared mm-hmm. for it to move faster and mm-hmm. faster and faster and faster, including learning short-term rentals because your long-term tenants will turn into, I only want to pay for it when I'm going to use it, just like everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, the society or the culture that we're certainly shifting into. Mm-hmm. And it's probably accelerated a whole lot, right? I, 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 you know what is funny is I think it's going to actually be normal now for people to walk around doing selfies and vlogging well, all day long. Like no one's going to like question it. You know, they're just going to yeah. know like, oh, I know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with someone just talking into their, their video camera is like, it doesn't even turn a head anymore. <laughs> you know, you used to be concerned like, oh my God, they're going to, people are going to walk by and listen to what I'm saying and they don't give a darn. <laughs> no, they're they're going to wait till you're done. I'm sorry. What, what, what's your handle? Oh, okay, cool. Great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. I'm just going to move on yeah. because it's normal. And then you've got, you know, uh, individuals like my, my children, my 12 year old, 24 year old, all of them, they're, they're going to find more creative and different ways to live closer to their values and leveraging technology in the process. You know, they're mm-hmm. not going to want to go, you, I go to an office to work. Why would I do that? Mm -hmm. yeah so you know which is another way of me saying for those of you who are office investors i'm sorry it's going to be challenging for you for a while right office and 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 maybe even retail and the small commercial strip centers i don't know what transformation those are about to undergo but it's going to be chaos Mm -hmm. for a minute because you know, there are just some things that that will not make it that through an evolution. They just won't. And I think those are some of the real estate plays that just won't make it. People won't need to go to an office because Adobe has been forced to learn how to make what they do work in a distributed environment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Things are, are definitely changing. It was funny what you had said, the. Uh... I got, I got to wrap this up in a sec, but you had said, um, the person said, what cash flow, how do you make cash flow? Cash flow isn't sexy, right? 
<laughs> and I've been saying that uh, for so long. I, I got tired of saying it because I just kept losing out to the, the wholesaling and the cash grab that that has been. Right. I was just like, it's not the most exciting path to financial freedom, but it is the fastest. Mm. And then that makes it exciting. So yeah. you need to uh, rethink what exciting is. But anyway, Jay, uh, it's been a pleasure. Let's do this again. If someone wanted to reach out to you, what would be the best way for them to do that? You type in cash flow diary, one word, into Google. Everything that comes up is, is us. Uh, so you'll find us. Uh, we have a podcast, uh, cashflowdiarypodcast.com. We're on YouTube. Uh, right now, especially because of everything that's going on, we have been doing uh, live streams uh, five days a week. and Or sorry, six days a week. And we're going to continue doing that because I want to be there to support entrepreneurs, help them understand cash flow and why they need to go out there and make that type of stuff happen. And uh, yeah, we're, we're just here to support and help more people become the entrepreneurs that I know is inside them. Because again, there's nothing in my background that says I should be doing what I'm doing right now. Um, I just, you know, I had a need and we solved it with cash flow. Like a, like a good entrepreneur should, <laughs> right? No doubt. No doubt. Super. No doubt. All right, bud. It's been a pleasure. We'll do it again. Absolutely. All righty. So if you found this episode valuable, there's a good chance you probably know someone else who would too. So if you think about it, if their, their name comes to mind, feel free to share it with them. Ask them to click the subscribe button when they get here and I'll take great care of them. Alrighty, that's it for today. God loves you, so do I. Peace, health, blessings, and success to you. I'm Matt Terrio, living Yo. the dream. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.